Hello, and welcome to episode 54 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. That was much better, Brian. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I suppose I let them know we had to restart. Um, That's all right. We're going to talk about pre-release, uh, some things we've seen in New Standard. Yeah. Kind of give our first impressions of the set. Yeah. How how opening packs on Arena went. Yeah. You know, the usual. The huge. Huge. So if you want to... Uh, Keep up with the huge. Yeah, you can <laughs> tweet us at casual tripod yep you can find us on facebook at casual tryhard mtg you can shoot us an email at show at casual tryhard mtg.com you can check out our youtube channel casual tryhard mtg and make sure you use our uh, affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com if you're going to buy any sweet new Theros stuff not from your local game store yeah it's always i always put it in the uh, description of the podcast and it's our pinned tweet yep help us out yeah, if you want me to tweet more fair mid-rangey decks, uh, <laughs> I just tweet whatever catches my eye, and it's usually crazy stuff like people milling themselves in standard and then playing a Thassa's Oracle. There is some sweet mid-rangey stuff going on, though. Yeah, there there is. There is. So we were going to start by talking about, I don't know, maybe if you guys want us to throw up a Patreon and do all that jazz. Yeah, we've been doing it for about a year now. It's probably about time we threw it up. Yeah, we've been talking about it. I reserved yeah. it the day they we decided to do this, and then they send us emails like, please love us. Uh-huh. For and a we, year now. For a year. So we'll probably start that. Uh, I'm saying it. We're going to start it this week. Okay. One of us will get on there and figure it out. Yep. So we'll start that this week if you guys want to throw us anything. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or if you want to tell us what <laughs> you, you want in exchange for throwing us stuff. Yeah. That is also fine yep uh, i guess we'd have to figure like you know everyone's like you get access to my uh exclusive discord server which would mean we'd have to figure out how to use discord yeah that jazz. i tried once i didn't, really didn't like discord yeah so it was kind of awkward it's all, the, it's all the rage for the gamers man yeah whatever i guess i'm not a real gamer the youngsters <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we will figure out some uh, some sweet tiers uh coming yeah. up i mean we're we've already got people on our friends list and yeah. Wizards has promised in their like roadmap for Arena that like in-game chat mm-hmm. or friendless chat is coming. So one day, <laughs> one day one we day, can make it happen. One day we can figure this out. I think you and I have a bunch of pre-release codes. Yeah, I've got a stack of maybe ten or fifteen of them sitting in front of me. Oh wow, you did better than I did. I collected them. Okay, I, I have them like. All weekend. I have a few left over. I, I yep. sent I sent one out to loyal listener Anthony. Yep, I sent one out to my brother in law like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, I was like, here you go, dude. Yep. Uh, so if you weren't able to play in real life mm-hmm. and you want six free Theros packs, get at us. Yeah, we have codes for you. Yep. I guess we can throw this in here. Speaking of codes, mm-hmm. if you want three free Theros packs, Wizards has you covered. They do. Just go type play Theros. Yep. In the in the little redeem code thing, and you'll get three packs. Three free packs. I tweeted it out today. Mm-hmm. If you have Arena, I think they sent you an email with it also. Probably, but who checks those? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure, like everyone knew. Yep, I think that's all the uh, housekeeping stuff. I think so. You want to jump into it? Sure. So, how did pre-release go for you this weekend? I was pretty happy with my performance in paper. Yeah. I was less so with, with my performance on Arena. So, how many pre-release events did you play in? Counting the arena ones? No, no, no. Just, uh, just ones? paper ones. Five. Five? Yeah, I also played in five. I think I went... Let me think here. Oh, gosh, I had it in my head. I, like, I think you did exactly the same as el- I did. Eleven and four? Oh, okay. I didn't actually count them up. Yeah, I went like 
2-1. No, maybe I went 2-1, 3-0, 3 Okay. So I went 12-3 yeah. in paper. Yeah. It was a 2-1, 3-0, 3-0, 0-2, 3-0. Yeah. So I had one the, stinker The 0-2 in there. was I'm like, you were sleepy. I was very sleepy, yeah. Yeah. That was a rough one. And then I did... Uh, I was sleepy, plus we started a diet, so I was hangry and <laughs> yes, miserable. Yes, And by we, I'm not involved with this. No, no, no. Yeah, this is me and my wife. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Fine. I just had two grilled cheese sandwiches before I came over here. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I did not. <laughs> um, grilled and cheese are not part of the diet, so... <laughs> yes. And then my arena pre-releases, I kind of, for the first... Six. I kind of bounce back and forth between uh, three, three, and one, three. Oh, not where you want to be. Yeah. And then my last couple, I went like, I think like six, three, 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 five, three, or four, three, or something. So slightly better at the end. Yeah. But the first few were just. Ugh. I played in. I'm actually in the middle of my ninth right now. Um, I didn't realize I had one more. I thought I burned them all up. I went like three, three for the first two of them. And then I ran hot and had three, I think, like five threes. Mm-hmm. Which almost are almost free at that point. Almost, yeah. So I did pretty good. Yeah. So my overall record on um, Arena was 24 and 27. So just yeah, under 500, which is not <laughs> not usually where it is. I'm usually slightly above 500. Yeah. I think this kind of can go in like our kind of first impressions. I think mm-hmm. there is a really big difference. We were talking about this before the show. Between... Mm-hmm playing a best of three sealed match which doesn't exist right now yes or in playing so the in paper best of three experience yeah versus the arena arena best of one yeah because after like my fourth one on thursday thursday or friday i would i was just like this is just boggles the format Mm -hmm. it's just pants on guys yeah and so you have very much like like oh they drew a creature and they drew aspect of the hydra i guess i die because mm-hmm. i don't have a removal spell that answers that right and that still happens somewhat in the paper pre-release a little bit less though a little bit less and it's best two out of three so like you have time to mm-hmm. right if you get like punked out game one right Right, they have to draw that same like. Yeah, if they went like Satessa Champion into uh, Aspect of the Hydra, like yeah, you didn't lose. You still had two more games to recover from. Yeah, and in in Arena, it's just like oh, they went Satessa Champion into plus two, plus two in first strike. Yeah. Hmm. Ggs. Yeah, and like that might be a fault of how I play Arena. Right. Maybe I build I build the decks that I would build in paper if I was playing a real pre-release. Yeah. I don't think like, oh, I just have to cheese someone out, so I just need to be like, yeah, build this kind of like A plus B, hopefully equals win. Mm-hmm. I actually was exactly the opposite. Okay, like when I was playing in paper, I was trying to cheese out wins. I think like I mean I was still building like James style decks. Yeah, but I think I was leaning a little bit more aggro. And yeah. less like setting up an engine. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was playing the arena ones, I noticed like towards the end, I was kind of staying away from the aggro stuff and like building more engines into my decks. Yeah, I played, I think one like red white aggressive deck that I 
I think it was like my five three mm-hmm. that should have been like a six three, but I totally punted the game because <laughs> I like messed up an interaction. But I think that for the most part, like I didn't do anything aggro. Yeah. Which I hardly ever do. Right. Like I, you were watching me build decks and you're like, he's just so good at like building these engines. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, you need this card. You need these pieces to make this card work. Yeah. We were talking at the game store and one of the, uh, the employees was watching you build a deck for somebody else and had mentioned that he's watching the master at work. And hmm, that's when I said, you know, you're really good at finding like the cutesy interactions that like build you an engine. Yeah. So, and that's what I always like look to do, but I yeah. don't know if the arena, right. Cause like if you, you know, if you're, engine or like you know your synergies don't work and then your opponent just you know builds voltron right you get like killed by a big robot and yeah. <laughs> you're like oh i didn't do anything <laughs> so the format is for sealed at least is fine yeah it does like it does have those a few cards that you're just like why is this an uncommon right like what were we thinking with there's a couple of pretty powerful commons too yeah so what cards were you impressed by as you were playing? Well, I'm going to start off with one that like didn't make our set review list and obviously is going to be impressive and limited, but it was so impressive to me that I think it might have a home in Constructed, and that's uh, Calyx, yes. the green-white planeswalker. That dude is a house. You have to. There's really a... Deck building constraint because yeah. the plus only finds enchantments. Right. So it's very similar to the was it M nineteen planeswalkers mm-hmm. that were like Liliana said put zombies in your deck. Sarkin right. said put dragons in your deck. Yeah. Tezzeret said put artifacts in your deck. Yeah. Calyx does the same thing. But for enchantments. But for enchantments. Yeah. But the minus payoff if you have the right cards around it is huge. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching uh, a, someone set review and they pointed out like if you have a Heliod, mm-hmm. it's just an indestructible banishing light. Oh yeah. Well, if you have any God, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You just like down tick and you're just like, yep. Yeah. Like the only thing that answers it is like revoke existence as long as you don't make it a creature. Right. So you can, and you don't have to do it on a different enchantment. Mm-hmm. You could just, yeah, you can just throw pile them all, all up under on the Heliod. Same one. Yeah. It's uh, gross. Yeah, and I lost a limited game to the ultimate. I don't even know what the ult was. Take all the enchantments you have in your graveyard and put them on the battlefield. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we drew like eight cards. (laughs) Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. But, like, you could, you know, you could see a deck where you're like Calyx and Tamiyo, Mm -hmm. and Calyx is finding you enchantments, and Tamiyo's throwing stuff in your graveyard. Yeah. And then you. Pull, and then you bring everything back and you win the game. Yep. Oops, I win. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it does seem like it could be good, mm-hmm. but it is very limiting, though. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has to be in the correct deck. Yeah. Like, you're not going to play it in just, like, a green-white aggro deck or whatever. <laughs> like, no. You, you, I mean, you have to be some sort of enchantress build for it. Yeah. Healer's Hawk into Emra, or whatever her name is. Yeah. The, Amara. <laughs> Amara into... Gideon Cal- Black Blade <laughs> and the Calyx, like, mm. No enchantments there, buddy. <laughs> you had a rare and a two mythics, but they just don't go together. This is peanut butter and bacon or something. Uh, peanut butter work. and bacon's delicious. Oh, God. Why do you got to bring up food when I'm on a diet? Come Sorry. on. Uh, <laughs> next up is Hydra's Growth. Yeah, that curse is bonkers. So it's two and a green. 
uh, for an enchantment that when it comes into play, for an aura that when it comes into play, you put a plus one plus one counter on the creature it enchants. Yep. And then each upkeep you double the number of counters on your upkeep. On your upkeep, yes. Right, yeah. On each of your upkeeps. Yep. So it does make a creature giant fast. The downside is it doesn't give trample. Right. I had an opponent on Sunday night who, once it got up to 78, 78, I just stopped keeping track of how large it was. Well, it doesn't matter at that point, really. Yeah. But I had a 1-2 spider. Yeah. So he could not attack. <laughs> Be- like, I, I had a bunch of other creatures, but it's like, I have this stupid 1-2. Like, you can't get through. Right. So it did make his, like, beetle giant, but, yeah. like, uh. But, yeah, you throw it on, like, a flyer. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, like I said, you just, like, like creature that, and then you have, like, a removal spell, and then they just have to block it. Right. And, you know. It's a three-mana abyss. It is. It is. It's it's very good. Yep. So then we have Thassa, who uh, is getting all the hype and constructed right now. All of it. Like, was that card, it wasn't even on our list, was it? I don't think. I think we skipped right over it. Yeah. I didn't realize how good she was until I played with it. Yeah. So three and a blue. Yep. God text. A, God text for a yeah. six five. Yep. The beginning of your end step, you, you get blink to blink something. Yeah. Blink a creature. And now then, the creature or enchantment. No, I think it's just creature. Okay. The the reason why it's getting all the um Cause all it, the hype right now is it says creature you it says creature you control. Yeah. So if you can steal a creature, yeah, blink it, it stays under your control. Yep. Oh, yeah, and it's up to one other cre- target creature. Yeah, it doesn't do enchantments because yeah. I, I remember thinking, oh, that'd be awesome if I could blink my Omen of the Sea and it wouldn't let me. Okay. On TCG Player, the showcase versions are currently $28. Yeah? Yeah. That's, That's pretty cheap. Not too bad. I have one uh, showcase Heliod that I need to uh, find friends for. I got a peck foil Heliod. Ooh. It does have the same problem that a lot of the gods do, mm-hmm. that like you slam it and then it might not do anything. Right. Like, he, uh, Thassa and Heliod in particular, I guess, or Erebos too, are all super reliant on you having other creatures in the battlefield mm-hmm. to do anything. Right. So, like, on an empty board, they're awful. Right. But... Thassa does, like, protect you by tapping stuff, which is more than you can say about... Well, she also, like, even if you don't have creatures with, uh, like, ETB effects, she gives somebody, like, pseudo-vigilance, too. Yeah. Because she just blinks it and it comes back untapped, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I, that card's good, though. Yeah, I played against someone who was... Looked like they were Esper Hero, mm-hmm. but they just had a Thassa in there, so they were, like, blinking elite guard mages. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So I was like, huh. Interesting. Ooh, you could blink um, Orzov, whatever, the 3-4. Uh, Basilica Bellhaunt? Yeah, that's it. Basilica Bellhaunt. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cute. Gain three, take a card from your hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every turn. Next up, we have uh, Elspeth's Nightmare. Yeah, this is the uh, Saga. It's two and a black. Oh, yeah, that's one. Uh, the first chapter is destroy a creature your opponent controls with power two or less. Yes. Uh, the second one is Duress. Yep. And the third one is Exile the Graveyard. It's, is it Duress or is it? It's Duress. Okay. It's similar on some level to 
Oh, what is it called? I'm blanking. Eldest Reborn. Eldest Reborn. It's yeah. not quite as good because you don't get a creature back. I mean, it's two less mana too, though. Yeah, I mean, you are like you're getting less, but you're also paying significantly less. But yeah. it is similar to, yeah, that. I guess it's also what is it? Elspeth defeats death. Is the saga? Um, yeah, or something like that. Best uh, no, that's Kiora. That, that's three white white. Exile a permanent with convert non-land permanent with converted mana cost three or more, mm-hmm. and then opponents non-creature spells an opponent cast cost, cost two more two more until your next turn, mm-hmm. and then it's return a creature or a planeswalker with an additional either plus mm-hmm. one plus one counter or loyalty counter on it. Yeah, I mean it's in the same vein, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like a removal spell, what could be kind of a for for the black one, it's a removal spell. What you want is yeah. like a reasonable effect, and then like the third chapter is like, eh, mm-hmm. and then the white one is good yeah. removal spell, yeah. kind of an eh effect, and then good third chapter. Good third chapter. It's yeah. weird that they didn't give it like a good middle chapter. I don't know what it, what the good middle chapter would be. I don't know. I think the card's probably plenty good the way it is. So I don't know that we need to go tweaking it, but but no, it's just weird that it's yeah. like good ability. Like all three abilities on the Eldest Reborn. Were great. were great, and it was yeah. an uncommon. Yeah. It cost the same amount of mana as true. as the Elspeth one. That's the rare, right? Telling the story that they are trying to <laughs> tell with the entire set. Yes, yeah, yes. Hmm. It might have been they might have given it a good second ability, and they deemed it too good, and they're like, "Oh, that could be." What's something generic and white we can throw in this text box? We don't want to pull an Oko. <laughs> yeah, don't want to pull an Oko. So after that, we got uh, aspect of the lamprey. And I know this probably isn't a Brian card. I mean, I played it. It was fine. Oh, I thought this card was sweet. Like, you go two drop into Elspeth's Nightmare into Aspect of the Lamprey, and, like, your opponent just doesn't do anything in the rest of the game. Fair. I mean, it's reasonable and sealed because Mind Rots are reasonable and sealed. Yeah, that's true. Right, so it's so we're talking about this like everyone knows what we're talking about. It's a three three and a black for uh, Aura. Enchanted creature gets lifelink, and when Aspect of the Lamprey enters the battlefield, your opponent discards two cards. Yeah, so it's basically Mind Rot where they tacked an extra mana onto it to give your creature lifelink. So right. Yeah, but like that's relevant, though, especially when like the format is putting pants on guys. Like The lifelink helps a lot. Um, yeah. And then like the black-white archetype is also kind of about life gain. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that like it's not... I don't think it's it's probably good in um, what's it called in draft mm-hmm. or reasonable in draft. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying this is a yeah. constructed card at all. It just impressed me at pre-release, and I wasn't yeah. even thinking about it before that. It also had has horrific art, but you know, it does have terrifying art. Yes, and then my favorite, commanding presence. This one's a twofer. It's commanding presence and staggering insight. They don't have to, They can be on different things. They have to oh, be sure. on the same guy. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So commanding presence, three and a white for plus two, plus two, and first strike. Mm-hmm. And when it deals damage, when the uh, when the enchanted creature deals damage to a player, mm-hmm. you get a one-one soldier. Yep. And then uh, staggering insights, uh, white blue, for plus one, plus one. Lifelink. It? It is, is it lifelink? Yeah. And when it deals damage, you draw uh, a card. You draw a card. Yep. So it's like the curiosity mm-hmm. slash curious obsession kind of effect. Yep. But they've tacked an extra mana onto it. Mm-hmm. They were both better than I thought, though. They were yep. really good. I think that the staggering insight is like 
borderline constructed playable. I agree. Uh, it depends on, right? The reason that uh, Curious Obsession was so good is it cost one mana. Yeah. Right. It was easy to sneak it on in the curve. That deck also had a bunch of protection in it too. Yes. Whereas you don't really right now. We'll talk. We'll revisit this because okay. I, I ran into the deck. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, I think it's pretty. It's pretty good. I think commanding presence probably. If commanding presence was two and a white, it'd probably be standard. It could be borderline standard playable. Probably. But at yeah, three and makes a white it a lot closer it's for sure. Too much. Yeah, I, I lost a bunch of games to just like a reasonable blue or white flyer with one of these things on it, and it just ran away with the game. Yeah, and there are a couple reasonable blue or white flyers yeah the one in the white one two mm-hmm. is pretty reasonable to put something on yep and the devotion guy the three three mm-hmm. that, yeah he's better than i thought too yeah that you is a three three for three and a white and it mm-hmm. costs one less to cost to cast for each of your devotion yeah so if you go one drop and then daxos he's two mana yeah it's a two mana uh three three flyer Yep. Then you put Sentinel's Eyes on because you have one extra mana laying around. That's right. There you go. Uh, the next thing, speaking of uh, blue or white reasonable flyers, we have a uh, Shimmerwing Chimera. This is three and a blue for a 3-2 flyer that has, uh, during your upkeep, beginning your upkeep, yep. I think, you bounce an enchantment. So we got into this discussion during our, our match. It is a May ability. So you, yeah. you you return up to one enchantment. I thought it was a yeah. must. Yeah. Because it didn't say May when I looked at it. I didn't read it close enough. The um the last version of this card, I forget, Riptide Chimera, I okay. think from Born of the Gods, was a must. You yeah. had to target something. Um, this one, the trigger always happens, but it's up to, so you don't have to target anything with it. So that's a way I saw some people like setting up... Uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, Nadir Kraken mm-hmm. with yeah. this and Oath of the Sea. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's great with all the oaths, really. Yeah. It just lets you go through. Yeah. Maybe not the black one, but the other ones. Why not? I mean, you don't You don't always have a thing to get back. Well, I, if you've gotten all your things back, then you're probably not worried about it. <laughs> Fair, but like, but like you can go like... You know, I got buried by somebody blinking the back one this the black one this weekend. Okay, I was saying like the other like yeah the other ones don't need any other pieces. Yeah, they, they don't need any other pieces. You're just like I can two something or yeah. I can draw an extra card, get a land or yeah. make some soldiers. Yeah, no, I think the card is good and like if you have one of those enchantment matters cards. Yeah. So like anything with constellation, this is good with. Mm-hmm. If you have Cetessin champion or yeah. if you have a Utropia. Yep. Which is one blue green for a two two, and it has constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield, target creature gets a plus one plus one counter and gains flying. Yeah, counter. It sticks counter. around. Yeah. So, like anything where like you're getting paid off that mm-hmm. heavily neutropia is an uncommon. Yeah, um, it also works really well with like any of the flash enchantments. If you have that rare horsefish. The hip breaching hippocamp or whatever mm-hmm. lets you draw a card if you play a spell on your opponent's turn. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That card is is a good payoff. Mm-hmm. It's not trivial to make happen, right? Like, I feel like that's something that ideally you either have to like see it, pack one, pick one, mm-hmm. take it, and then take everything that says flash or instant on it right. to like make it work, or 
you've already got a bunch of instants in flash stuff yeah. and someone passes it, you open it pack two or you get past it pack two mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm going to do this. this. An interesting point that I want to make, like piggybacking off of what you just said, is I think this is a lot better in this environment specifically with the flash stuff than the instant stuff because I don't think in this format you can not like impact the board. You can just take a turn off and not do anything like to play, you know, a kill spell or bounce spell or something on your opponent's turn. So I think it plays a lot better with the flash stuff than it does like with just instance. Yeah. Just keep that in mind when you're building it. The flash creatures. Yeah. I mean, all of the oaths Mm -hmm. are just instant speed spells. Like they could just be instants. Right, but like the devotion matters, and like we said, there's yeah. sweet engines you can set up with like rebuying them, and yeah, but like yeah, you are better off if you can like vexing gall mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah, you know, not being able to like get a creature on the board playing like thirst for meaning, right? Or um, what's the uh, one in a blue plus one plus one hexproof flash? Starlight mantle or starlight yeah, that mantle? One. Yeah. I blew someone out last night. I blew two people out while I was waiting for you to get here today with it. So, uh, star, Starlight or Starlit Mantle, mantle it goes onto the battlefield, mm-hmm. and there's a trigger that gives the creature hexproof. Right. So, if you have, like, a 3-3, three, three, and you put it on there, and it's a 4-4, four, four, oh. then you can kill it with that, <laughs> whatever the 3 and a white instant, kill a creature with power 4 or greater, yeah. with the hexproof trigger on the stack. Well, that's cute. Yeah, they did it, and I was like, we've done it. <laughs> They're letting me respond. They gave me priority. This card that had been rotting in my hand forever yeah. is now great. <laughs> the demigods are really good. Yeah. Were there any that uh, you particularly liked? The green one. Yeah, the I green think the green great. one, I mean, it's the highest mana cost, but it is by far the most powerful. The most powerful. The fact yeah. that all your creatures get a plus one, plus one counter after the fact. Yeah. After it comes out, it's great. I do like the ones that get a bonus power instead of bonus toughness. Which is the green one and the red one. Yeah. And the blue one, right? The and blue, the blue one's one. Bonus. Yeah. I think that the green one has the best effect, mm-hmm. and probably Daxos is next in terms of like what it what its like kind of static ability is. Um, I really like Tiramat. So I didn't get to play with it. Yeah. Or Tim- Timurat. Or- Timurat. Yeah. I opened one of my pools on Arena was a double uh, Timurat and double Heliod, and it was just disgusting. Oh, it must be nice. It was just like, you know, kill something, exile it, put a counter on it. Yeah. Kill something, exile, put a counter on it. It was really good. But, yeah, I didn't get a chance to play with the Calife. The Calife. blue one? Yeah, the yeah. blue one. I didn't get a chance to play with that one. I, I played it a few times. Like, it's just... A three toughness creature that has like the frost titan yeah. text for all your creatures. Yeah. So it doesn't really help in combat. Yeah. So it just doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Not it's enough. It's like, oh, hey, it's a five three. It's like, okay, cool. I'll block with my three three. I'll probably like a Myers grasp on it. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's not as, it's not as like impactful. Yeah. I do think that the two two drop ones are really good because they're two drops. So Daxos and yeah. Timurat. And I didn't get a chance to play with Anax, although I think that one like could be constructed playable. It could be. The the again, we said that the fact that the satyrs don't block yeah. is a big deal. But getting just a bunch of bodies to attack with mm-hmm. 
is is good. Yep. Yeah, and the fact that the, the two two drop ones, also the fact that they just contribute to devotion. Yeah. And there aren't a lot of black black right. cards for devotion in any of the previous sets, and there aren't yeah. a lot of white white. There might not be any white white cards, or there might only be like one or two. There's like, was there like a? I know it was in one of the. Might have been in. Uh, might have rotated. There was like a white white like two two flyer. From one of the like intro decks. Oh, um, Tomic is white, white, right? Oh, Tomic is white, white. Yeah. So you have like Tomic, you have a legendary yeah. guy, a legendary guy, but there aren't a ton of yeah. white, white creatures to like throw in your devotion deck to turn on Heliod. Mm-hmm. So Daxos has a good home there. Same with Timurit. You've got yeah. Urox Fenlurker and yeah, Timurit. I think, uh, yeah, I think and that's, that's like it. it. I wasn't looking at white ones today. Yeah. Like, it's like I feel like I know how that deck is built. Yeah, another card that I think is like way better than I thought it was originally was the Idolana Hate. Yeah, didn't we look this one up? Uh, didn't we look up to see if uh, Deadweight was in the format for this card? Like, no. I know we looked up if Deadweight was in the format. I don't think it was for this card though, was it? Might might not have been, but I think it was for Ephemia that we looked up. Deadweight. Oh yeah, yeah. Idolana yeah. Hate is great. It's a one drop, one two enchantment creature, and uh, with lifelink, and whenever. A creature dies with an aura you control on it. You draw a card for every aura you control on it. Uh-huh. So dead weight, Myers grasp, um, whatever the new one is that makes you sack creatures. Yeah, um, inevitable end or yeah. something. And Mogus's hatred, the plus two minus one. Yep. Yep. If the form, if there's like a mono red deck, if there's like a low to ground aggressive red deck. Mm-hmm. In, in constructed, then I like, then that makes Deadweight and Myers Grasp good, mm-hmm. which in turn makes a one-two lifelinker that draws you more removal spells great. Yeah, but if it's um, make fifty-five mana and uh, do some shenanigans, oh yeah, then it's not very good. It's not good at all. Well, and it's where's the format gonna shake out? Is yeah, it shenanigans or is it like attacking and blocking? Right. I mean, one of the things that we were talking about over the weekend, like not all these, I mean, are oh, yeah, good they're all for constructed. Like, constructed yeah, play. Yeah. I was talking like. You know, broad general, strokes and yeah. limited too. And we were talking over the weekend, like the removal is kind of awkward in this set because, like, it has to be timed correctly for the most part, um, like to get around auras and stuff. Yeah. So, this, like, if you have one of these guys, you don't feel terrible about, like, you know, using a Myers Grasp and a Mogus's whatever, like, to kill something because you're going to get both those cards back. Or, like, a, Mo- a Myers Grasp and then, like, then having to trade your creature for yeah. it, you at least get like one of them paid back, back yeah. a little bit. It's it's a it's a one for one right exchange their creature for your two cards mm-hmm. plus the cards you drew. Yeah, it's also kind of a payoff like to play boggles without the boggle because yeah. like if you put a bunch of pants on a guy and the guy dies, like it doesn't really matter because you're gonna draw all those cards back anyway. Yeah, so it played a lot better than it looked. I think. Yeah, I have one that's. Uh, that I've liked in Constructed in mm-hmm. a brief smattering of Constructed yesterday, and that is uh, Thassa's Intervention. Yeah, it's definitely not a James card. No. So I dusted off Blue-Red Flash Okay. Uh, because I uh, dipped my toe into Standard playing <laughs> uh, a, a god-awful deck. Porphyros is bad. Nothing good will come <laughs> of you putting Porphyros in your deck. 
I, I thought I would try. I tried for all of you. Don't do it. It hurts. Well, you know, I think we said last week to wait till uh, Ikoria for Perforos anyway, right? Yeah. I want to try. I was like, <laughs> I was like Fires of Invention, play my Perforos, play something else, activate <laughs> Perforos, like live the dream. Uh, I went from getting squished. And I was like, all right, I want to play like Blue Red Flash and Thoughts' Intervention. I took out a couple uh, Mystical Disputes and just put it in mm-hmm. and it's... Just a hard counter. Yeah. So it's X blue blue. And the first mode is look at the top X cards. You can put up to two of them in your hand mm-hmm. and the rest on the bottom. Yep. Uh, so the awkward thing is is when X equals one, you just draw your top card. So yeah. you have to, it has to be two for you to actually draw two cards. Yeah. That is kind of awkward. Yeah. But then the second mode is counter target spell unless it's controller place pays twice X. Yeah. That's really good. So... It is almost Mystical Dispute mm-hmm. for three mana. That you could also draw cards if you needed to. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was just playing two, and I was like, this feels pretty all right. Yeah. So I don't think I ever got to the draw card mode on it. Mm-hmm. I just like ate someone's Cavalier of Flame, and Ooh. I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is great. I'll take it. So yeah, that card is probably not going to be super expensive. Yeah. But if there is a blue red flash kind of deck i mean i could even see it like i know the the blue green flash decks rely more on like creature interaction yeah or creatures to be their flashy elements but that deck has a tendency to run out of cards Mm -hmm. like you can trade one for one with it and run them out of cards yeah and this is just like it's a thing that can play at instant speed and refill Mm -hmm. right the problem with gadwick is you've got to like tap all your mana draw your cards and either leave up mana to hopefully draw a counter spell Mm -hmm. or cross your fingers that they don't play anything that kills you. Yeah. In this, you're just like end of your turn, find like make X equals four, find my best two cards. Like the, the triple blue isn't trivial either. And it's in Gadwick. No, no, like I don't think they don't play Gadwick in the blue green decks. Normally that was in the blue red decks. uh, Cause they have like green, green Mm -hmm. cards in it, but I think this could be something that slots in for one of their like, you know, medium counter spells mm-hmm. where where they might like they're not getting rid of their quenches, but they may like cut a sinister sabotage. Yeah, because on turn three and four and five, this a lot of times is just sinister sabotage. Right. That occasionally on turn ten draws you two cards. Yeah, two of the best cards out of your top yeah. like six or whatever. Yeah. So is there anything that you? were unimpressed with or that you thought was going to play better than it did? I'm going to steal the ones you have down. Go for it. Uh, I don't know. You have down here that we, we uh, it was harder than you first evaluated it to be to like turn on escape. Yeah. I think it was just going to be generally difficult. Yeah. Especially with like the number of enablers. Right. That were in the set. Like you kind of knew it was going to be hard. You, and we were right though. We said mm-hmm. that you could maybe play three escape cards in like, hope to do it once yeah or twice yeah most games you were lucky if you could do it once there were some grindy games where like things came back yeah i think i think you and me had a game where i brought uh euro back twice right yeah but that game went on for like ever forever yeah but like the ones that only take like three so Mm -hmm. the underworld charger i think is five mana in three and then the green the four one loathsome chimera like three is not hard to get right yeah, but, but you're still not going to do it, you know, three, four times. No. 
But sometimes, like, just the once mm-hmm. is, is enough. enough to, like, swing it. Like, just drawing that extra card out of your graveyard. Yeah. And, like, for the Underworld Charger, it's not going to block, but it comes back as, like, a 4-4. Four, 5-5. Four, five, right? five. 5 5 Yeah. They both comes get back two. big. The other one comes back with one counter. Yeah, the Chimera comes back two. with one, yeah. Right? But they're, I mean, they're actual real beaters. Mm-hmm. And, like, late in the game, you know, you top deck a land, and then you just are like, okay, fine, I'm going to play a real honest-to-God beater in this game now. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not like it's just always on. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to do this in draft and prioritize the, let's say, the green, uh, I think it's the green uncommon saga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like... You mill yourself for three, and then yep. you get to like exile cards from your opponent's graveyard. You, and you bo- get, both players mill, I think. Both players mill. Yeah. Then you get to exile. Then you get to put something back in your hand, mm-hmm. right? Like something like that that's going to put, you know, effectively four cards in your four graveyard. cards in your graveyard. Like something like that is going to enable, yeah, that. But just like in sealed, where you're just like, I hope I open the enablers, and right. then you're just like trying to like trade stuff off in combat. Yeah, makes it tough. And you do get in these awkward spots where, like, your opponent attacks and you're like, I can't block because then that gives them their fifth card yeah. for the Uro. And you're like, but I don't want to just take four. Right. So. Awkward. Yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah. The first, like, specific card that I wanted to talk about that read better than it played was the Cyclops. The three and a red for a four, four. And if it, like... Was it if your opponent attacks with two or more creatures, it can't block? Yes. The card pretty much reads can't block. Yeah, I uh, played the fight enchantment yeah. and then didn't realize that if you target, you have to fight. And uh, I had I had two creatures, one of which was a flyer. Yeah. And I just needed to target my guy to get the plus one, plus O, oh, and attack with both things, and then the Cyclops wouldn't be able to block. Yeah. I ended up uh, feeding my second creature to the Cyclops on accident. <laughs> nom, 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 that nom, was, nom. That was one of the, that was the one that I was like, yeah, I kind of punted this one away. <laughs> like, I thought that, you know, the way it reads, it doesn't read just can't block. It reads like, okay, you know, occasionally you're going to be able to block with it. But, like, an aggressively costed 4-4 beater, you're not going to hold back yeah, it just unless you attack. need it. And if you need it to block, like that's the time when it can't block because chances are they're attacking with more than one creature. Yeah. So like that card might as well just read can't block, and yeah, then it's nowhere near as good. It is super awkward. Um. So it's a, it's a little tricky. We call those trap cards because they yeah. get you. Another card. I'm gonna double back on what I said from last week. A card that underperformed for me was a uh, Femia. That was uh the legendary harpy one in a black for a two one yeah. flyer. I really liked this card during previous season. Having played with it, it's not great. It just doesn't do enough on its own. There's plenty of enchantments that like end up in the graveyard, probably more in limited than are going to be in constructed, and it just doesn't do really do anything. And again, I think we're looking at it through the lens of seal, but it is hard to build a deck yeah. that like functions and has a bunch of enchantments. I know the enchantment creatures help mitigate that mm-hmm. but it's still like yeah it's not great you're not gonna have that like critical mass for it to always like be on yeah I'm looking for it now like 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 a random card that i was like you know what i did really like this card now that i think about it is uh the one three with a constellation look at the top three cards 
oh, and like yeah, find yeah. the land. Yeah. I got grumpy. What is it? Uh, Nissian Wanderer. Because mm-hmm. there were times I felt like I flooded out, but I had drawn like six lands off of that guy. Yeah. So like, I played a lot of three color decks, mm-hmm. and he's also a way. He's also mana fixing. Right. So that card was in a lot of my decks. Mm-hmm. No, I think that card's fine. I really wish it was just Seder Wayfinder, but the card's fine. Yeah. Anything else? Any more individual specific cards? I don't think I can't think of anything that I was like, oh, this is awful. Why? Why am I forced to play this? Yeah. It wasn't anything too too bad. Like some of the like the red. What is the three and a red enchanted creature gets plus one plus one and you deal four damage to something. Oh, I like that card. It's just super awkward because red didn't really have a ton of good removal though. Like oh, that's a removal spell. That's not a. But what I mean, so it's a removal spell, but it's a removal spell that they can bounce your creature from underneath. Or kill your creature oh, in response. And it stops the removal so spell. it's not just like yeah. it's way worse than three and a red mm-hmm. deal four to something. Yeah, but it's also something that you can rebuy with Shimmerwing Chimera. It is. Part of the putting pants on things is mm-hmm. dealing two damage with Omen of the Forge. Yeah. Doesn't kill something once it has pants on. Right. Dealing three damage with the uncommon burn spell. Yeah. Doesn't kill things with pants on them oftentimes. Yeah. Sometimes four damage doesn't kill things with pants <laughs> on them. Like the red removal. Yeah. Just red in general didn't seem like great. Yeah. Just because like there's also a lot of ways to just incidentally gain life. Mm-hmm. The two and a green one four. Yeah. With reach. Constellation. Gain Constellation life. gain two life. Yeah. I had gains where my opponents were like on 45. Yeah. And it's just like, what am I? What am I supposed to do? There's the uh, the other one that whenever a lands put in your graveyard, you they you gain, a, gain life. a life. Yeah, that's like a backdoor way also to like field a uh, fuel uh, escape. Yeah. So, what are our overall impressions of the sealed format? I think first of all, enchantment removal isn't just main deckable; like it's almost a staple. Yeah, I had someone tell me that they there was like a Reddit post or something that. Forty-eight percent of all the cards in the format get hit by Return to Nature. Yeah, sneakily, green might have the best removal spell in the format. Yeah, in the uh, was it Mystic Repeal? Yeah, the one drop. Yeah, the one mana put an enchantment on the bottom of the library. Yep, gone forever. Yeah, it's like oh, oh, it's the is literally the green swords to plowshares. Yep, basically, it's like way to go, green. Way to have your color pie expand <laughs> further. I think that like this format in particular, uh, probably draft two, has a lot of really neat engines to play around with. Yeah. In limited, and that's not something that you always get. So that that was kind of cool. I know you didn't play. No, I never during played. last Theros, but this felt like last Theros. Okay. It felt exactly the same as when we were there before, and I think they nailed it. I think it was a lot of fun. I had fun. Since I was looking up cards, I want to give you a uh, an MTG Finance minute here. Okay. Calyx, Destiny's Hand. Yeah. On TCG Player, currently $5. Yep. There you go. Get in. A card is better than it seems. Yes. You heard it here first. So, yeah, I think they they kind of nailed this set. Um, I, w- I was happy with pre-release weekend. And from what I understand, there was a whole bunch of sweet standard brews floating around this weekend. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I've seen some things... Uh, played against some stuff and just seen some things like popping up online. Yeah. So people wasted no time. It is, like we've talked about before, going into this SCG. I'm assuming there's an SCG event this weekend. Yeah, I'm assuming there is. On release weekend. Yeah. There's going to be like 
a meta game and a best deck, mm-hmm. which is super weird. <laughs> Odd to think that way for sure. Yeah. I know like in between pre-releases, I ran home to grab some food and I popped Twitch on and I don't even know what channel I was watching. It was some some stream I've never seen before, but they had a sweet Grixis list that I took a picture of my TV screen and sent it to you. Mm-hmm. It was like a Grixis sacrifice deck. Yeah. It was basically like the normal sacrifice deck. It was Cat Oven, Claim the Firstborn, Priest of Forgotten Gods, Mayhem Devils, like the whole shebang. But then it was running Thassa mm-hmm. because, like you said earlier in the show, if you like Act of Treason one of their guys and blink it with Thassa, it becomes yours forever. Yes. And it was also running uh, Nightmare Shepherd. So that if you act the trees in one of their guys and sack it with Nightmare Shepherd, you get a 1-1 copy of that creature. And you exile it. Yeah, and, and you exile it, which is also a really cool interaction. If you run Nightmare Shepherd and Plague Crafter from Guilt. Okay, oh, they have to sack two things? Yeah, you Plague Crafter ETBs makes you sack something. You both sack something. You sack the Plague Crafter. Then you make a copy of it with a Nightmare Shepherd, and it happens again. So you're like kind of pseudo plague winding your opponent. Yeah, you play a three mana sack two creatures or a creature in a in a planeswalker. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. That deck looked like a lot of fun. I think that's the first thing I'm going to play with as soon as I'm done with my sealed tier. Okay. Was there anything uh, um, you thought was cool? So there is this. Uh, I tweeted it out because that's what I do. Yeah. Um. I didn't look at it super close. So I'm looking at it. I went back and looked at it now. And uh, basically there's this mono blue underworld breach deck mm-hmm. in standard that is playing uh, Thassa's Oracle to win. Mm-hmm. So it's playing the Sage of Mysteries, the uh, Constellation Mill mm-hmm. card, Merfolk Secret Keeper, Drown Secrets, and then like Narset and Gadwick. And it's playing Underworld Breach. So you're just trying to mill yourself over, breach, and then uh, cast a Thassa's Oracle after you've milled yourself out. Yeah. But it has an interaction that might become more prevalent in Standard from what I'm hearing or seeing, and that's uh, Kiora, Behemoth Beckoner, mm-hmm. and Nyx Lotus. Yeah. So Kiora can untap a, a permanent. permanent. A permanent, not a land. So it can untap a Nyx Lotus. Mm-hmm. So you can like blue one drop, blue two drop, Kiora play Nyx Lotus, untap it, and you get three mana. Yeah. So you've only like put one mana into your Nyx Lotus on turn four. Right. And then you can play like an R set, mm-hmm. and then the next turn you can tap for ten mana, and then just like Gadwick for seven, mm-hmm. find whatever pieces you need, and then go off. Go off. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. This Seems is cool. interesting. The only thing I'm a little leery about is, like, there's no way to get your secret keepers in the graveyard. What do you mean? Block? Well, sure, but, like, by the time you're trying to go off, like, chances are your opponent hasn't you, come up with a four-power creature. It's playing is playing Drown Secrets, so just so any, I guess it doesn't matter. any blue card you cast just yeah. mills you over. So, yeah, I don't know... But if you mill one over, then you mm-hmm. can just like start looping. Yep. How does that work? Because like you would cast it and it would go on an adventure. So then you cast it again. You cast a creature. Yeah, it's a creature. No, but I mean like, so it's not. So when you give it escape, 
yeah. you escape the sorcery half. So it's not like you can just like spam the one blue mill four button uh, because it's going to yeah. go to the adventure adventure zone yeah, and then come back. So it's not like if you had the tome scour mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, it's tome scour where you could just like be like blue mill four. Right. And then just as long as you have blue mana, you just mill yourself out. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's what I meant was like, it, it it's not going to go back to your graveyard. Yeah. But I think there's enough, probably enough blue. There's enough blue spells that yeah. you can just get there, get there. Cause like, once you get to two drawn secrets, yeah. then you're only lim- like you're not limited on cards in graveyard anymore. You're just limited on mana, right? And you're not limited on mana with Kiora and Nyx Lotus. Yeah, you just make a bajillion mana. Yeah. So, seems interesting. It's one of those like it's like the the week one. Like, yeah. is it good? Is it real? We'll find we'll out. We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um. There's also uh Lazav Titan decks running around there's like two different ones yeah there's a grixis one and a sultai one um i believe they both run both titans it's just like whatever else you want to put around it yeah um green has some more self mill stuff um black has or uh, red has like some more controly elements so it just kind of depends which route you want to go yeah but like the basic gist behind this deck is you have lazav is a blue and a black for a zero four i think so one three, one three, one sure. Three that surveils one. Yeah, and uh, it has an activated ability where you can pay X and target a card in your graveyard with CMC X, and Lizav becomes a copy of it, except it retains that ability. Yeah. So if you have a Titan in your graveyard, you can pay you know two mana for Croxa, Lizav becomes Croxa doesn't have because it's already on the battlefield. You don't have to sack it, and then you can swing and. You basically yeah. have a Kroxa. The hard part is like how you get the pieces in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know exactly what they're running to do that, but like yeah. you've got, uh, what is it, Thrill of Possibilities mm-hmm. in red, uh, the green self-mill stuff. Yeah, I mean, you also have Secret of, Keeper. Yeah, it's just putting putting all the pieces together. Yeah. But yeah, it, it seems up my alley. Yeah, no, I think they're sweet. They look like a lot of fun. And uh, there's like a couple different versions of like a Simic Ramp list going around. Yeah. Um, I've seen some pictures of pretty monstrous Hydroid Crisises. Yeah, I played against someone who went uh, turn three, uh, Uro, turn four, Uro, turn five, had seven mana and played a Crisis for yeah. five. Yeah. I was like, hmm, cool. I mean, you could almost, if you have seven lands in play, you could, like, Nissa and play a Krasis for two. Yeah. Actually, uh, you could Nissa and play a Krasis for four. A bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that this, there will be some version of this deck mm-hmm. because Hydrocrasis is busted. Right, and we still have, like, Mass Manipulation, which is another great ramp payoff. And Nissa... My opponent had Finale Devastation. Yeah, that's a good one, too. They had to Finale for uh, an Orboreal Grazer so they didn't die. (laughs) Uh, Did he get plus 10, plus 10 and Haste and Trample? No, he he went like uh, Finale Devastation for one because he used his last three mana. Oh, I gotcha. And I was like... Just for a blocker. I was like, what is... is For what? Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Cool, I'm not worried about this. This is fine. Yeah, I mean, it also has the same... 
it has the same issues that the 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 blue green decks had kind of previously, which is they were the best decks in the format at all times. No, or not that issue. Not that issue. But I mean, they they still to some degree, right? When you just play big dumb yeah. ramp paths, you are a little soft to counter magic. Yeah. But the interaction between like Cavalier of Thorns and Uro, where like yeah. it just fills your graveyard and then lets you bring it back. Yeah, it's great. Right, like. And Uro is just like you always have a ramp payoff. Like if you mm-hmm. get to play your ramp spell, it also is your ramp payoff. It's kind yeah. of like um, Beanstalk Giant. Yeah. Except for way better. Yeah, the creature doesn't. <laughs> the creature is not just like chump blockable. Yeah. Right. The creature actually gives you something if it gets chump blocked. Right. So and I played against this mono white boggly deck. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier. Basically, the gist of it is, is they're trying to play, I'm not going to know the name, the white for a Mm -hmm. 1-1 lifelinker that you can sack and give a creature protection Mm -hmm. from a color. And then the the one and a white 1-2 flyer that reduces the cost of all auras by one. Yep. They're both enchantment creatures. Right. Daxos is also an enchantment creature. That he is. This means that things, all their creatures are enchantment. So things like all that glitters yeah. make things huge. Huge. And then on top of that, they have another one. Karamatra's the one mana. Uh, plus two, plus, plus two, and indestructible, and hexproof if it's like an enchantment creature they get, like indestruct- or something. It's plus two, plus two, and yeah. they get indestructible if it's an enchantment. Indestructible and hexproof. Yeah. It's an enchantment creature. Yeah. So they just pile up a bunch of auras and they have effectively four ways to, or eight ways in the deck to protect mm-hmm. their thing. So it's kind of similar to uh, Dive Down. Yeah. But Dive Down was, didn't have the, res- the restriction of being an enchantment creature. So they're right. restricted to playing enchantment creatures. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's, in, in, or an enchanted creature. But I think it just works better to have enchantment yeah, creatures. Easier. So I, there was that, and then just like the mono red, like uh, Heliod Linden decks. Mono white. Mono white, sorry. Yeah. Mono white Heliod Linden yeah. decks. I ran into a couple of those. Mm-hmm. So it seems like people are like feeling out the mono colored decks right now. Yeah, there's been uh, quite a few mono blacklists running around too. When we were kind of talking about this before the show, what the correct way to build it is. Yeah. There's like a more engineer late game build. That uses Gary's like as a super big burn spell, basically. And there's also kind of a low to the ground aggressive build. Yeah. And we were kind of discussing, you know, what the what the merits of each were. I think that like if you're going super high end with like the Gary's and the Bolasis Citadels and stuff, you probably don't lean on like Knight of the Ebon Legion and Gutter yeah. Bones and that kind of stuff. Just because you're kind of doing a different thing. Um, whereas if you're going a little bit more low to the ground, like you, you want to play the knights and the gutter bones and that kind of stuff as opposed to, uh, like, I think the bigger lists run like cat oven instead. Yeah. So a little bit different decks. Um, some of those decks are splashing colors also, but yeah, the ones I've seen have just been like mono black and I think mono black definitely gets a shot in the arm because the black castle is secretly like the best castle. Yeah. Really good. And, like, you have a bunch of incidental life gain, so the life right. that you lose from activating the castle is, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like, there probably will be some mono black deck at least the first weekend yeah. running around. Like, 
I think it's like a rite of passage in every format that like <laughs> I'm gonna someone's like I'm gonna play mono black control. Yeah. And maybe Grey Merchant pushes it far enough that you can actually play that deck. Maybe. And not get clowned. We don't have thought seas this time, so we who don't knows? have thought seas. Like <laughs> we have the new two mana discard spell. Yeah. And I don't know, uh Murderous Rider is a better hero's downfall in most cases. Yeah. You are taking a hit on the Thought Seas, but right. you are up a a two three life linker mm-hmm. stapled to your, uh, your removal hero's spell. Downfall. Yeah. The argument is like do you play like Nightmare Shepherd is kind of the like break point, I yeah. think. Like I, the first build I built was more low to the ground and it had like the gray merchants at the top end as like the finisher. Yeah. As it gets you to eight. Yeah. Gray merchant you. Like we were talking though, like the Nightmare Shepherd builds, I don't know that they're like hyper aggro. No, because, they might not be. Because I think you just want to set up like a woe strider into gray merchant and then like fireball your opponent with a gray merchant, sack it to the woe strider, bring it back with Nightmare Shepherd and fireball him again. Yeah. And, you know, in one turn you've had a, you know, 18 point life swing or something. Yeah. All right. Next up is Arena. It's Arena time. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Wizards. Hook us up. Look at that. Look at that flourish. That, <laughs> that, that, uh, that intro that your, your uh, product got. We talked about doing seals on Arena. Mm-hmm. That's because I think it's kind of the best bang for your buck in terms of like you get to do something. Yeah. And you uh, like get packs. product. Yeah. yeah, it's it's actually better if you're gonna put money into the game, like to get gems or whatever. It's better to do seals than to buy packs with them. Yeah, because how much is a pack in gems? I don't remember. Uh, I know it's a hundred. Um, do you get ten packs for twenty bucks? Is that what it is? Oh, I have. I've I'm always not sure. I always bought my packs um, with gold. We're gonna yeah. open up arena and find out. Yeah. But if you do, I mean, even if you do trash like mm-hmm. I do, or I did. I spent enough gems to do five seals, mm-hmm. but I did nine. Right. Because you always end up getting something unless you just go like o three o three. So you always end up getting what is it? You get three packs for. Yeah, so you get your sealed pool, and the the packs for like playing limited are different than the packs you get normally anyway. Like the packs you get normally are like seven cards or whatever. I think they're seven yeah. cards. The packs you get when you're playing limited are 15 cards, just like a normal booster pack. So you're getting more cards in the pack. Yeah. And you're up like an uncommon yeah. and like six commons. Right. And then you also get three booster packs no matter where you finish in the tournament, like regular seven-card packs to open later on. Yeah, so you effectively, you see like nine packs Yep. for 1,200, 1, gosh, 2,000 2, gems. Yep. Uh, so looking real quick, six packs is, uh, basically packs are roughly 200 gems okay. a piece. Uh, yeah, three packs is 600 Six packs is 1,200. They give you no, like, discount. Okay. So nine packs is 1,800 gems. Mm -hmm. And so you're down 200 gems, but as soon as you get your first win, 
Right. You're in the black compared to if you just bought packs to crack. Well, I think even if you just lose, you still get like 200 gems or something back, don't you? Oh, is it? I think so. You got it up on the screen. I, you tell me. I've got to go. I've got to navigate <laughs> out of the. I got to navigate this wonderful thing here. One win is two hundred gems. So yeah, you yeah. you start at buying. You buy nine packs. Right. That's the floor. Then you. But you play get sealed. extra cards. And you get extra cards and you play sealed. Right. And like at one win, at one win, you are plus two hundred gems from where right. you would be if you. So even my trash one threes, I was like, <laughs> I was doing it. Right. So I went in this time and I was uh, on the on the ball mm-hmm. and I got rid of all of my vault progress that I had accrued over however long. Yep. And I knew going in I had roughly 58% of my first vault done. Okay. And then I took all my common and uncommon wild cards mm-hmm. and I got every white and blue play sets, every white and blue uncommon. Okay. And in common before I started doing any seals mm-hmm. and a bunch of the black stuff too. And then I did the nine seals plus then opened 200 packs. Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> so now the 200 packs were, I think, 140 or 150 from your gold, from my gold. Yeah. Plus then 27 prize pack yeah. packs. From your arena codes and from seals and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. or more more than that. If we so like it was twenty seven sealed prize okay. things, plus then the six yeah. from the seal the arena code plus then the three from play Theros. I know when I started opening packs mm-hmm. before I put in the play Theros code because I did it today. I had one hundred ninety seven packs that I opened. Wow! And you had me do a quick count. I mm-hmm. think I'm missing less than twenty cards. From have, play sets of the entire set. Yes. Yeah. Basically, in most of it was just playing. So, effectively, it's $50 playing seals mm-hmm. and then right. just getting four wins every day. Yep. I, I don't go as deep as you do. I think this is maybe the third time I've ever put money into Arena, and I just bought 20 bucks. Okay. I don't have enough wilds to like burn on an entire set, so... I didn't do my commons and uncommons before the seals, but I'm going to do them before I open my yeah. booster packs. Just um, place it everything out you can. Yeah, easy. yeah, yeah. So I, like I said, I put twenty bucks in. Twenty bucks is enough for two seals. Like if all you're going to do is you know buy a sealed, it's two thousand. Mm-hmm. You get four thousand gems for twenty bucks. So. I ended up, I'm on my ninth sealed right now. You did much better than I did. I was just hemorrhaging cash. Yeah. Well, like, well, like I said, I th- think like I said earlier, my first like two or three, I was kind of like three and three, and then I ran hot for a couple, and I was like five, three or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't even realize I had one more. When I got home after work today, I checked it, and I had one more, enough for one more sealed, so I started it. And I'm pretty sure that's my ninth one. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great way to like start off your season. And then, like I said, if you go through and get your wild cards, like whatever packs you open up for, you know, boosting levels or open with your gold or whatever, like the way the duplicate protection works is it's going to give you cards that you don't already have. And then if you already have them all, it's going to go towards vault progress. So this is what I did when Throne came out. Normally in a season, I would only get like one vault out of a whole season's worth of play. I think I'm pretty sure I got three vaults out of Eldraine. So opening those 200 packs, 
and all the seals in the tutor packs, yeah. I got two and a half volts. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm ba- I'm up to three uh, blinking treasure chests right now. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, remember this, and we'll have to check back at the end of the season and see where your vault progress is. Yes, we'll keep keep it. It is like three hundred point like seven. So yeah. going forward, we'll be, I will see how much I get. So this is your quarterly reminder to be smart during this pre-release season and uh, build your collection wisely. Yeah, just don't like jam. Just don't like hit the buy pack with gem button. Yeah, I mean if you're gonna drop forty bucks on the game, like to you know buy whatever their bundle is, it makes a lot more sense to do it this way. Not only do you get to you know play some magic, which is what we're all here for, um, but you can also come out ahead in the long run. But, but what about Athreos? Yeah, right. You're not gonna play Athreos. No. no. And even if you do, you buy him with a wild card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 24 packs equals one Athreos. That's right. I've got that in winnings from Sealed. Yeah, I... <laughs> See that you're going to get your Athreos anyway. <laughs> I don't I don't think that uh, this, this card is busted for constructed. No, definitely not. We've been wrong in the past, but yeah. this is more Imperious Great Worm, I think. I, th- I think it's closer to, uh, was it Fire Song and Sun Speaker? Yeah. That it is to take all the turns forever till you Correct. die. Correct. So I think we're going to try to get the spreadsheet up again. I don't know what I'm going to like have in it. I don't know. Maybe I should just make a sheet and people like fill it in yourself, fill in like archetypes or something. Well, I mean, you can, we'll just call it broad strokes. How's that? Yeah. We'll do mono white, mono black ramp, cat oven. Yeah. Cat oven. And, and then, then we'll we can go from there. Go Just from there as when it, you're like, filling it out, out. Uh, leave some notes for us so we can do the next week. So we can figure out what, what it is. Yep. We both have a team event coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. So I imagine we're going to be putting our nose to the grindstone here and getting some testing in. Yeah. So uh, we'll have our data in there and hopefully did, use some of yours and draw some conclusions. Did, does anyone have a good pioneer list for me? Because <laughs> I've got... Nothing. No, that's not true. We have something. We, we have, have an idea. We have an idea. Yeah. We have not laid out the cards, sleeved it up, or played it yet, but that's we have true. an idea. Yeah. We're theory crafting. <laughs> We've got 13 days. <laughs> yeah, we better figure this out, huh? Yeah, I don't want to like... The last time we had played a team event with this team, it was a, a less than desirable finish. It wasn't ideal, for sure. No. So, I don't want to be the reason that we go, go down in flames. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to try to get that up. Yep. And uh, like I said, we've got some pre-release codes. So hit us up if you need one. We'll uh, send you a picture of the card and then promptly tear it in half to know that it's been used. So So efficient. So efficient. So with that, I think that's pretty much all we had for today. Yeah, I think so. I covered most of what happened this weekend. Yeah. Probably a good start going forward. So... James wants to blow it out in 2020. He wants. I got to, big plans. He wants this to go bigger, I bolder, do. yeah, uh, sexier, if that's even possible. Hey, I'm hey. on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on it. Big plans in 2020. That's right. If he, if he leaves us for the cover of GQ, so we know we know what's up. Yeah, that's not happening. Beard monthly. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, we have a. Uh, ideas and let us know if there's 
If any of these sound appealing? Yeah, I kind of had like a bunch of different ideas for content. Um, like other things that we can realistically squeeze into our schedules. Now, yeah. if you remember like way back to like our first episode, we told you we're just kind of regular guys with like jobs and families that play magic when we can. Yes. And this podcast kind of eats into some of that. So we don't have a ton of time to be like a full-time content producer like you see everyone else doing. Yes. So some of my ideas are a little bit geared towards kind of squeezing stuff in like when we have, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour free. So the f- and le- like you said, let us know if any of this sounds appealing to you, if there's any different ideas that, you know, you want to bounce off of us. We're open to listen to anything. But some of my ideas were we could do like random deck techs and like post them to YouTube. Yeah, and my my idea for us is there's a lot of written content mm-hmm. in space that is these are the best three decks in the format. Right. And there's going to be a bunch of people doing deck techs and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could touch on some of those, mm-hmm. but trying to find the the things that maybe we're playing that aren't that yeah. top tier deck or the the twist we put on it that we think is advantageous. Right. Yeah, stuff that's a little bit under the radar yeah, that like for example like an Oko standard when I was playing blue red and I think I was mm-hmm. doing pretty well with it, like that would be something to like this isn't a deck people are playing. Right. And the people that are playing it aren't playing it this way and mm-hmm. here's the thought process for a thing. I think I tweeted someone like these are the cards you don't touch and here's right. what they're all here for. And like doing something like that. So. Yeah, I mean, even that uh, the Corvault list that I played at that tournament was like two weeks ahead of like the meta. Yeah. So it's just finding the finding that like sweet spot that's more competitive than uh, Saffron Olive. Yeah. But not just not, list that you can pull off of anywhere yeah, else. Yeah. Not on just the like internet. I found this. I found this list on Channel Fireball. Right. And I'm going to beat Martin <laughs> Usage in the video. Like, no, we don't want to do that kind of thing. Yeah. So it would be more in that niche kind of area mm-hmm. um we could also do like some shorter gameplay and i don't mean like streaming because i think streaming i think streaming is the highest bar yeah streaming is g- probably going to be the most difficult for us to do yeah but i mean like i could you know take a deck and run it through like a standard challenge and then you know have it maybe be an hour long and you know just clip it and throw it up on youtube yeah the i know there's one that lives up there of me uh punting a seal don't know who soren <laughs> did uh but it is hard to like find the the time yeah because like i usually end up playing a lot like on the couch and right. just like around so it's a lot harder to like okay i'm gonna go upstairs i'm gonna set up the mic yeah and i'm gonna do this thing mm-hmm. but you know we could do that or just you know if it's not even one of the standard challenges just right. like playing on ladder for yeah you know half an hour 45 minutes yeah. and then clipping that mm-hmm. you know might not be the uh the most polished yet we're not going to have the the video editing skills of a pleasant kenobi right but you know we can figure something if we out. can get some uh some video with us talking i think we'll be in pretty good shape yeah <laughs> maybe no graphics another thing that i thought was maybe like set up a direct challenge yeah where, and maybe we could even link this to like our patron thing that we got going on. But like, if you guys wanted to shoot us, you know, a challenge or whatever with like whatever, let us know what deck you want to play against. 
and you know within reason if we're close to it in our collections here we can you know set something up and you know make a video yeah throw it up on youtube um i thought that might be kind of interesting i also don't hate like writing so if you guys want like actual written articles like we'd have to you know figure out our website for that but like i'd be down to you know write you know game theory or you know what have you that kind of article like actual written content anything else that you had a thought on no but i think it's important that we tailor it to what you guys want right right because you know there's there's uh many a pro tour victor who has who's writing articles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So again, like I think that we, you know, we're not trying to compete with them. No, not at all. We're trying to give you guys what you want. Cause you mm-hmm. can go find the CFB. Oh yeah. Or you go SCG read one of content. Yeah. Go read one of PV's articles. It's going to be way better than my, whatever comes out of me. <laughs> yeah. But you know, a lot of times where you are as a player, mm-hmm. the, you know, 15 point guide on, the nuances of sideboarding yeah. might not be where you need something. Yeah. Right? Might go right over your head. Yeah. So letting us know like where you want this content, mm-hmm. right. You know, it would be, would be important because mm-hmm. I don't want to just like, you know, read the same deck tech or do the right. same deck tech someone's done or the same article. Yep. So, so let us know if yeah. you got any ideas. And uh, with that, you can send those ideas. Uh, to at casual tryhard on Twitter. Casual tripod. Gosh, casual tripod. <laughs> Man, I'm bad at this. You did that last week too. I did this last week too. I don't know what's wrong with me. Casual tryhard was taken on Twitter. It was. Yeah. Um, so in addition to sending them to at casual tripod there we go. on Twitter, you can uh, find us on Facebook at casual tryhard MTG. You can email us at show at casual tryhard MTG.com or you can check out our YouTube casual tryhard mtg i think that's all the places we are make sure you use our affiliate link if you're uh looking to pick up some sweet theros beyond death cards from tcg player it's uh tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com yeah james is really taking the reins here since i can't remember things this is good i got it he's got it all figured out i'm on the ball yes and so with that i think we'll uh, catch you at fnm yep we'll catch you at fnm